Hi, hello, welcome to Spirit Led Women. I'm your host, Katie Coverline, and I hope after today's episode, you are so freaking inspired, girl, and on fire to go build your business and your life with the Holy Spirit as the foundation. Let's dive right in. Girlfriend, I'm so excited to continue diving into Luke with you. I know last time we were together, we talked about Luke 7, and it was the woman who fell at Jesus' feet with so much shame. And I ain't even gonna, I'm not even gonna apologize for crying because I was sitting on my bedroom floor. And when you sit at the presence of Jesus, like just to just feel his love and be overwhelmed with his presence and his joy and his grace, I'm not going to apologize for crying because those are like my best moments in life when me and Jesus are just out here rolling and vibing and I'm in his word and I just feel his presence in my body, in my house. And I want to keep going. Um, And if you have your Bible, get it out. If you're driving, just roll with us and let me pour into you. But we're going to be starting in Luke 9, okay? And this is titled, Take Up Your Cross, because I know a lot of you who listen to this, we're building on the gram, right? We're building on TikTok. We're building on Facebook. We're building on social media. And if we are not careful, we will fall into this trap of it's never enough. It's never ending. We become exhausted and we become weary in the work we're doing because I don't know about you, but being a follower of Christ and a woman of God, when I get on social media, I can get distracted really easily. My heart can sometimes see the wrong things that distract me of what's important. And y'all know it's the same, right? It's like the the views and the likes and the building. If we lose heart of our mission here and what we are called to do as women of God, I feel like we lose our whole purpose of life. And that word is thrown around so much. Purpose. It's like there's books and podcasts. Rediscover your purpose, purpose, purpose. I don't know about you, but I've read a lot of self-development books. And don't get me wrong, I love me some self-development, but I also know that my purpose comes from my creator. He he wrote, written, he's written all of the days ahead of me. He knows every page of every chapter in my book. The Bible tells us, um, I actually just read it, he, he counts, he knows every hair on my head. He is the one that gives me purpose and how beautiful that we can be a light and a lamp in this generation on social media. How great that we can use you guys, it is such a gift, especially if you are in network marketing, to be able to be the light of Jesus in this industry because I can't continue to chase money and fortune and all of these things that I once thought would bring me fulfillment. I hope if you get anything out of this that you know that you can have so much joy in a smaller house than a bigger one. And I'm not saying, you know, bigger is not better. Like, I just want you to know that if your joy is residing in bigger and better, if your joy resides in once I have my finances, then everything's going to be perfect. I'm telling you, your joy is found when you go to Jesus's feet. Your joy is found when you lay at his feet and you just let his, his presence rest on you. You let the Holy Spirit rest on you. When you just become a vessel for Jesus, that is where my joy is found and I'm not going to blend in with this generation that wants to carry glory on their shoulders through a little square on our iPhone. I can't do it anymore. It doesn't bring me fulfillment. And honestly, if I'm getting all of the likes and validation and views, but I'm not 
having anyone hungry for the Bible, hungry to know Jesus or saving a lost soul to discover the kingdom of heaven. Am I just popular or am I anointed? I want you to definite those two things because there's a lot of popularity on Instagram, but there's not a lot of anointing. And when we get to the end of our lives, it's not about popularity and likes and views and bank accounts. I want to I want to get to heaven and I want to see Jesus and I want him to say I'm an empath y'all. I feel everything. I can cry every single day. I want him to look at me and say, look at all these people you brought here. Ultimately, that's my goal in life. It is to not be a X, Y, and Z earner of this and be known for everything I've done. It is, I want to, I want to get to, to meet Jesus face to face and him say, look at all of these people you brought here. That is my goal in life. And I can't sit back and have that goal validated through Instagram. And now we're going to dive into Luke 9, and this is called Take Up Your Cross. It's verse 23, and I'm reading from the She Reads Truth Christian Standard Bible. Then he said to them all, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, not weekly, not monthly, not on Sundays, okay? It says, take up your cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. For what does it benefit someone if he gains the whole world and yet loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the son of man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and that of the father and the holy angels. Y'all, when I read this, when it says, take up your cross, how many of us are we spending more time growing our brand and learning marketing and algorithms and trending audio sounds versus picking up our cross because I'm telling you firsthand my worst days are when I am like not picking up my cross when I am just trying to grow 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 build 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 you know get my mind right it's like those things are great I have to do that to build a life to build an income and all of these things but If I don't have my cross on my back when I'm doing these things and I'm trying to carry the glory for my namesake, I become weary and burn out. And the Bible tells us, I'm going to read it to you again. It says, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. This is where joy resides. And yes, being a Christian, it's not, it's not, you're going to have hardships. You're going to have difficulties. But here's the thing. When we face hardships and difficulties versus someone of the world, we have a different foundation. We know that there is purpose and God will use everything that he's taking us through for our good and his glory our good in his glory, not our glory. Y'all, I said this last time, Lisa Harper, goodness, I love her. Like if I were to be like, where do you want to be when you're 50? I want to do what Lisa Harper's doing. Okay. She is like the ultimate version of being a great Bible teacher. And when she said, our shoulders are not meant to carry glory. It smacked me in my face because Instagram, you guys, there is this death trap on Instagram where we somehow think when once we hit this level of success or we have this level of validation, you guys look at how many people become addicted to drugs and, you know, marijuana and alcohol and all of these dependent things and they're not leaning on the Holy Spirit and they have everything we think we need, right? 
the Bible is the only leadership book that we should be ultimately getting all of our tips tips from. And when Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me, he's not saying, you know, get on your Instagram and try to become popular and go hit your success goals and get your checklist out. He's saying, pick up your crosses, bring people to my name. Your shoulders aren't meant to carry glory with your blue check mark and your numbers. I am meant to handle the glory. My name is the only name that it, that should be glorified on this earth. So when people are following you on Instagram, are you bringing them to Jesus? Is there a bridge that connects them to the kingdom of heaven? Because as we keep reading through Luke 9, oh, it's so good. I'm going to try to like keep this under 10 minutes, but there's so many beautiful things. Um, when we go on to verse um, 37, okay? Once again, Jesus heals a demon, but that's not the importance of what I'm going to read. I want you to listen to everything. So um, we're still in Luke 9, chapter, verse 37. The next day when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd cried out, teacher, I beg you to look at my son because he's my only child. A spirit seizes him. Suddenly he shrinks and it throws him into convulsions until he foams out of the mouth, severely bruising him. It's, it's scare, it scarcely ever leaves him. I begged your disciples, disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. Oh, I love this next sentence. Y'all, Jesus was like, he, he was not afraid to offend people with his words. Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. As the boy was still approaching, the demon knocked him down and threw him into severe convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And they were all astonished at the greatness of God. And if you continue reading over in um, chapter 10, verse verse 17, okay? He sent out his 72 disciples, or I'm sorry, I don't know if they were all disciples, but he sent, he sent out 72 people to go from town to town. He sent them out in pairs of two to, you know, heal the sick and all the things. And when they came back in verse 17, it says, the 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Do you need to hear that again? Like, I need to remind you that Jesus didn't go to the cross for you to live in defeat your whole life or today or your circumstance. He straight up said, look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And you guys, we live in a generation where we forget that he has given us that power. He has given us authority over the enemy. He has given us like, can we just like jump on our feet right now? Like throw your hands in the car. You have a power, you have authority over the enemy. He doesn't have authority over you. That battle was already won at Calvary when Jesus said, it is finished. 
Like some of y'all, I just need to like wake you up and say, why are you letting the enemy have so much authority over your joy? I'm not even going to touch on your business, your finances, all that. I'm going to talk about your joy and your peace. You cannot continue to let the enemy have victory. When Jesus said it is finished, honey, he had you on his heart. Okay. I'm going to keep reading. There's a couple more powerful things. Um, I love this so much. Okay. So this is the parable. I'm going to read you one parable and then we'll close it out with Okay, actually two parables. Literally, the Bible's just so good, I can't put it down. So now we're in Luke 10, okay? Sorry, Luke 11. And it's called Ask, Search, Knock. He also said to them, and just so you know, parables were like stories and tales Jesus told to his followers to get them to understand the kingdom of God, okay? He also said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to get you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because of his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, and y'all, I'm sorry, I got braces and rubber bands in my mouth. I'm sorry if it's hard to understand me. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And this wrecks me because it's like, are y'all just throwing up prayers, acting like God? Like the Bible even tells us one of my favorite things, John the Baptist says that prayer is like incense to God's feet. Girl, when you are praying in those tears in your living room, when you are praying, you're you're in your closet because you feel like you can't be a good mom. When you're praying in your car, when you're stressed out, when you are praying, honey, that is incense to, to the Lord's feet. That is incense to his feet. And he hears those prayers. He hears those tears. In this parable, God is saying, baby, ask for what you want. And I'm not talking about, oh, God, give me a million dollar bank account. And, uh, you know, this, I'm talking about any impure motives, like ask God to move those from your heart. When you come to Jesus, ask, like one of my favorite books is, um, goodness, what is it? praying for your elephants. Oh my gosh, it taught me how to be so specific. When I talk to God, I am like, I am coming to him and I'm talking to him like he is like um, sitting next to me in the car and I am not leaving out anything that is on my heart. And I ask him, God, anything that is not going to up level me into the woman I'm becoming, remove it from my life. If you knew how many times I just had to re-record this message because my braces and the freaking rubber bands in my mouth get me to tongue tongue twist my words, I want to I wanna close it out with reading Luke 12. And it's so beautiful because it says, Then he says to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, or what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Y'all, we forget that the second we get on Instagram. The Bible is literally telling us, don't worry about your life. 
Don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Life is far more precious than that. Consider the birds. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds in the air? Can any of you add one moment to your lifespan by worrying? If then you are not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? And my favorite verse, go down to 31, but seek his kingdom and all these things will be provided to you. You guys, how many of us are seeking his kingdom? Are we seeking validation? Because the moment we seek validation, the enemy has a stronghold over our lives because we lose the true purpose of having an audience of one when we're performing for the hundred or the couple thousand that are following us, seeking their approval through what? Our stories on Instagram? That's not what my purpose here is for. Seek first the kingdom and all will be added, my friend. I see you listening to the whole episode. Thank you so much. I hope you feel inspired and on fire to get the Lord in the center of your life and your marriage and your parenting and your finances and your business. Get him all up in there, girl. And if you wouldn't mind, honey, after you hop off here, give me a review. Let me know how the podcast is helping you grow your walk with Jesus. Till then, I'll see you next time. Love you guys.